Well, good morning, church. How y'all doing today? You having a good day? So glad that you're here. So, so awesome. If I have not introduced myself, I'm Rick Paladin, lead pastor here at Bridge City Church, and I, I get the privilege and honor to open the Word of God and communicate to you some truths from the Bible. How many of y'all believe the Bible is pretty important? Yeah, come on. I just want to welcome everybody online. Can we welcome everybody online here today? Come on, let's thank you for being here so much. Hey, we're, um, we're wrapping up a series, Transformed. And what it means to be transformed by the power of God. We've been reading two verses every week, and I'm going to launch out of Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. I'm going to read to you out of a translation uh, that's not typical. It's not a study, the Bible translation, but it's one that communicates really effective. And so I just thought with our subject matter today, it would be really, really cool if we look together at Romans chapter 12, verse 1, the Apostle Paul writing. And this would be basically if the Apostle Paul was writing to us like right now, in the here and now. Okay, not in King James, not with thesis and thusus and thosus, Okay. But if he was just communicating here, okay? Okay, so here's what I want you to do. Because of chapters 1 through 11, now this is what I want you to do. And you thought the preachers here were long-winded. Come on. Yeah, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life. How many of y'all got one of those? How many of you have got one of those? Yeah, just an everyday, ordinary life, sleeping, eating, walking around, doing life here, and place it before God as an offering. So take every part of your life and place it before God as an offering. I just want to point out that God is not only interested in the Sunday morning you, he's interested in the Monday through Saturday you. Okay, so take everything we do and place it before God as an offering here. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. So embrace what God has done. He provided a way to go to heaven that we don't have to earn or pay for. That's what sets us apart from every world religion. That's what sets Christianity apart from every world religion. We don't have to earn it. It's a free gift that we receive by grace, yeah. And okay, so don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Yeah, yeah, instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Yeah, unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out in you, develops well-formed maturity in you. I don't know, I kind of thought you were going to get excited there. I don't know, I just kind of, how many of you are waiting for God to bring the best out in you? See, in order to believe God will bring the best out in you, you have to believe this isn't as good as it gets. And many people in the room right now, you have bought into this is as good as it gets in your life. My goal is just to hang on, hopefully someday to retire and have enough money, hopefully live a somewhat healthy life, and then go be with Jesus and, and, and play harps on diapers on clouds or something. Like, yeah. I want you know, that's not the Christianity of the Bible. It's not. No. 
God's bringing the best out in us and you and me. And this right here is really cool. So what are we going to do? This is God's will for your life. I'm going to tell you. How many of y'all have ever wondered what God's will for your life is? I'm going to tell you what it is right here. We offer to God our whole life as an offering. Don't be conformed to the image of this world and this culture. Don't let culture suck you in. And be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I just told you what God's will is for your life. But you, still, you have to stay a little longer. Come on. Yeah, see, that's God's will. And this whole thing is a process by which we live. It's a process. That's what this is here. And this has been our big idea over and over. Transformation is a process in which we are made into the image of Jesus. Yeah, relationships, a renewing, and a revealing. And we've been covering this for the last eight weeks here. And so we're bringing it all, we're bringing it all to a close and saying, okay, now that we're living transformation, we're going to go into our world with a spirit-led life. Now, immediately, and no matter what circles you're in, when you talk about a spirit-led life, Holy Spirit, I say, Holy Spirit, something came to mind. Sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's weird. No, no, I'm serious. Like, see, sometimes the Holy Spirit gets a bad rap because sometimes we think of the Holy Spirit and, 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 and immediately we think of interpretive dance. You want me to do more? Yeah, like, like see, we mentioned Holy Spirit and immediately, immediately some of us think of emotion. We think of emotional responses because of our history, our culture, or maybe our, our lack of understanding on who the Holy Spirit is. But when we understand the person of the Holy Spirit, and we understand the Spirit's process in our lives, we embrace the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is not only was Jesus for us, but the Holy Spirit's God in us. Yeah, this is a big deal. This is a huge, huge deal. How many of you have an area of your life that you would like to see change in? Exercise, your weight, your finances. How many of you all would like to give more money? How many of you would like to save more money? How many of you all would like a new job? How many of you all would like to be a better spouse? How many of you all would like to find a spouse? No, no, I'm... You didn't think I was going to say that. Okay. Hopefully you're not married if you just did that. I just thought I'd just throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like the Spirit of God's for you, in you. He's with you. To bring change and transformation. So if you have any area of your life that you would like to see change in, the Holy Spirit is a key to that change. Transformation power is, 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 a, is this word called sanctification. It's a fancy word, sanctification. That, when we say the word process, anytime you see the word process, think of sanctification. Jesus said in John 17, I will sanctify you by my truth. In 1 Corinthians 6, it says, such were some of you. You used to live a certain way, but no, you've been sanctified, justified, and you're living by the power of Jesus through the Holy Spirit. 
And could it be we are not experiencing the fullness of God because we are ignoring the person of the Holy Spirit? Could that be? Could it be we're not experiencing everything that we read about in the Bible because we're really good with God the Father loving us? We're really good with what Jesus did on the cross for us. Come on, how many are good with that? But the Holy Spirit helping me on a Monday through Saturday level, that is really, really huge. And that's what we want to help you understand. So sanctification is being set apart from the world, Romans 12. Being set apart for God, yeah, Romans 12, renewed mind. Are you with me? Life to God. Yeah, but it's how we are made holy. And some people in this room, some people watching right now, you've bought into the lie that says you can't be holy. You can be. Through Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. This isn't, as get, this isn't as good as it gets, and I want to let you know that I am still being transformed to become more like Jesus. I've been a Jesus follower for over 40 years, and I am still being transformed. I am still getting new mindsets. I am still learning about him, and I'm going to continue this until the day I see him face to face, and then I won't need to do it anymore. Come on, that's what I'm doing. And that's what I want for you. And that's what I want us to experience here. Because it, it breaks my heart that churches all over our country are filled with good, moral people. Nice people who pay their taxes. Whether it's joyful or not. And they're nice and they're good and they love God, but they never experience the transformation God has for them because the Holy Spirit isn't working to the degree the Holy Spirit can work in your life. So how can we live a Holy Spirit life? A Holy Spirit-led life. Okay, I'm going to give you three, three ways here. First of all, we need the person of the Holy Spirit. We need to invite the person in to help. Do you know what we've learned? And I know, Pastor John, you're going to say this as pastors and Christine here. Like, you can't help people that don't want help. Have you ever tried to help people that don't want help? It's like, I can't be more committed to you than you are committed to you. you got to want help. How many of y'all could use a little help? We said earlier, I want to see an area of my life change. And so I want that. And so it's going to be the, the power of the Holy Spirit that does that. So I'm going to ask the person for help. I'm going to seek to follow his direction. That's where his power is to make good decisions. How many of y'all could use a little more making good decisions? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to live his purpose. And God has a purpose for you. It's freedom. That's what it is. John 14, 26. Red letters. John 14, 26. Red letters. Here's Jesus saying, this is Jesus. Come on, red letters. Come on, are you, are you with me here? But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all that I have said to you. Jesus is saying, I'm going to give you a helper. I'm going to give you some help here. That means standing alongside here. That's what this is. It's an advocate. It would be like having your own personal, private attorney with you at all times, communicating truth in your behalf. That's really what this word means. 
It means God stands before, the Holy Spirit stands before and brings evidence that will stand up in, in any court. So Jesus was saying, I'm going to give you some help. I'm going to give you help. I'm going to give somebody to walk alongside of you and to teach you, to instruct, to impart, and remind us of the word of God. And this teach literally means we're going to ask him. Yeah, but that's what this is. It's, 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 it's a helper. It's an advisor. It's working with us. John 16, verse 7, more red letters, but in fact, it is best for you. Jesus is with his followers. How many followers do we have here today? So Jesus is saying, it's better for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate, the helper, the one who stands before you won't come. If I, if I, if I do go away, then I will send him to you. Could you imagine being a follower of Jesus and you're there and you're like, you're seeing him do miracles. You're seeing him silence all the religious zealots and you're seeing him restore people and blinded eyes open, miracles happen. He's saying, and then he gets to this point and says, hey, it's better. I got something even better. That would be like you paying for dinner, and then they tell you, they come out at the end of dinner and say, included in dinner is dessert. And then they say, not only dessert, but it's an unlimited dessert buffet. Come on. It just got better. Come on, it's, it, it keeps going here. What could be better than Jesus? He's saying, I'm going to give you something even better than this. Somebody to be inside of you, helping you on a day-by-day basis so that when you offer to God your everyday, ordinary life, you're, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to, going to work, you're going to the ball game, your PTA self, that, that the Holy Spirit's still going to work in your life. You need to nudge your neighbor and and, and say, it's about to get good. I'm telling you, it's, it's getting good here. Yeah. How do we change? We change day by day. We change moment by moment. We change choice by choice. That's how change happens. See, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, so all of you have had the veil removed and can see, can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. The, and the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him, and we're changed into his glorious image. How do I change? Day by day, choice by choice, moment by moment. Unfortunately, Many people are going Sunday to Sunday or Sunday by next month Sunday. And we wonder why we're not seeing the change. I mean, that's like, um, that's like uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, the sun came out and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to take a walk. So I walked a, walked a couple miles and then I thought, I deserve some barbecue chips. Come on, somebody. See, see most of us, we do, we, we, we do whatever we want. We, we walk for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and then we wonder why they're not changing. We do the same with God. We do whatever we want Monday through Saturday. We come to church, and we say, hey, Pastor John, 
<laughs> Give me your best shot. Come on. And we're expecting all this change when really it's a day-by-day change. And, and we got to get out of, um, I'm exercising spiritually just to break even from my sin. Because many people, that's their only mindset. I'm trying to break even with my bad mindsets, with my evil mindsets, with my personality. See, what I'm trying to communicate to us today is God wants more than just your personality. And unfortunately, most Christians don't ever live beyond their personality into their spirituality. They, 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 they just say, well, I'm going to add a little bit of Jesus as long as it's the way who I that's just the way I, who I am. No, that's the way who I was because Jesus is changing me. Yeah, he's changing my mindset. He's helping me day by day here. That's what it is. And so the person of the Holy Spirit. Here's all the, per, the person. These are all the adjectives for the Holy Spirit. He's a comforter, a helper, a teacher, a guide. Yeah, a gift giver, transformer. Yeah, conviction of sin, seal of the believer, and a life giver. How many of y'all could use some of that in your life? No, no, really, how many of you could use one of those things in your life? At least one. How many of you want two? Double dippers. How many of you want the buffet? Come on, somebody. Yeah, come on, I want the buffet. I want, I want a little taste of it all. See, so I'm trying to tell you, if you want any of these things, if you need any of these things, the Holy Spirit is the way you get them. The Holy Spirit is my comforter, helper, teacher, guides me into truth. Yeah, the Holy Spirit convicts me of sin. Being convicted of sin is not a problem. Being convicted of sin and you don't care anymore, that's the problem. See, when we can blatantly do whatever we want, however we want, and just live that way and say, this is as good as it gets, I'm going to do whatever I want because it's just the way I am, and not be bothered by that and have sinful behavior and it doesn't bother us, that's the problem. We have to care that we don't care. We really do. We have to care that we don't care. So I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit into my life and ask him for help. That's what I do here. Luke chapter 11, verse 13. Red letters. Jesus here. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the... Yeah, give the... To those who, ah, God's up in heaven saying, just ask for help. Just ask for help. Ask the Holy Spirit for help. Your everyday, ordinary life, Monday through Saturday, ask the Holy Spirit for help. Do you know when you're facing problems at work, the Holy Spirit can help you? No, the Holy Spirit wants to help. Relationship issues, the Holy Spirit can help you. No, I'm serious. Like we 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 relegate the Holy Spirit to like to, to miracles and to all these all these things, which is true. But the Holy Spirit's my friend every single day. Every day. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of me. And if you were a follower of Jesus, lives inside of you too. 
ask him for help. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I tend to, like, I tend to put the Holy Spirit on a everything else didn't work notice. How about you? Everything else didn't work. Oh, try the Holy Spirit. Surely it couldn't, couldn't hurt. Why don't we do that first? Why don't we do that with every relationship, with every tension, with every struggle, with every bit of unforgiveness, with every bit of things that we're trying to deal with? Why don't we take it to God first? Let's start there and ask him to request, to petition, to insistent, talking, like, like, like without qualms, not commanding God, but God wants to give something here. So if you're struggling, ask the Holy Spirit for help. Let me give you a real example of how this works. In, in this, literally this past week, my wife and I were coming home and uh, we were on 376, uh, called the Parkway, and so, but we're going faster. It wasn't a Parkway, it was a drive, it was a, okay, you got it. So we're moving fast, and, um, and we have this regular conversation, a regular, beautiful conversation. Which lane should I drive in? The slow lane or the fast lane? It's a regular conversation. Regularly, we have this deep, Philosophical conversation. She usually says, if you love me, you will drive in the slow lane. And I say, but if you loved God and trusted him, you would let me drive in the fast lane. How many of you know that neither one of those are really true? Come on. Come on, tell the truth and shame the devil. Shame the devil. And so I'm driving home, and, um, and I was bound and determined to get home a full minute and a half early. <laughs> and I'm driving, and we just had a beautiful dinner, and we're, we're driving home, and I could, she stopped talking. And I looked over, and she was just looking down. And, and I was maybe going above the speed limit. And I literally said, I knew what I needed to do to demonstrate love. Because getting home 90 seconds early was really not gonna be a game changer. Neither one of us needed to get our medication. Come on, somebody. And so I literally said, I said to myself, Holy Spirit, help me pull over into the right lane. I literally said those words inside my heart, and I said, because I don't wanna do it. There's not one part of my being that wants to pull into the slow lane right now. I had other scriptures, such as submit, faith in God, why are you so afraid to meet him? <laughs> I had all these scriptures in my head, but how many of you all know that they were truth out of context compared to what Jesus and the Holy Spirit was prompting me right there, was to love my wife. And so, I did what any great, awesome man of God of Bridge City Church would do. I said, Shabalaba Shandai, and I pulled over into the right lane. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and then she still looked down. And I'm not going to listen to the Holy Spirit unless there's positive reinforcement. And I'm messing around, but she, she immediately got joyful. And, and I'm, I'm using this as a very playful thing, but I'm trying to use that. That's an illustration in all of our lives. 
Am I right? Male or female, that's an illustration in all of our lives. That the Holy Spirit's prompting us and wants to help us do something so simple. Let's not just relegate the Holy Spirit to the big stuff. Let's relegate it to every little thing in our life. How about, how about Holy Spirit help me turn off Netflix? How many of y'all want that prayer today? How many of y'all know somebody in the room that needs that prayer, but you're afraid to look at them right now? No, no, I'm serious. See, this is Holy Spirit stuff. This is everyday stuff that the Holy Spirit wants to help us with. So the power of the Holy Spirit is I'm going to ask him for help. So let's go to Galatians chapter 5. See, so the, the, Holy, the person of the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, ask. He wants to give you help. How many of y'all could use some help in an area of your life? The hands are getting less here. If you're online, their hands are, okay, there we go. Yeah. And so now I, I need to make good choices according to the Holy Spirit's prompting. So in Galatians chapter 5, Here's the Apostle Paul writing, but I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the flesh. The flesh is my sinful nature. It's what I want, when I want it, how I want it. It's my carnal, my human reasoning, right? So he says, okay, walk by the Spirit for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Here's a picture of all of our lives. There's things we want to do for God, with God, in God. Am I right? We read, we read this book and we say, this excites me. I want to be able to do it. But we have this natural way to approach it rather than a spiritual way. And the apostle Paul was saying, man, just walk in the spirit and you won't have time for the flesh. Most of us don't think that way. We're trying not to do something. Don't do that, 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 don't do that. Have you ever noticed that as soon as somebody tells you, don't look, what is the first thing you want to do? Am I right? Oh, don't, don't look, don't look. There's this war inside, right? Right? Yeah, with that, don't look, don't look. Don't. Mm. You know, it's, it's like, come on, I'm going to lose weight. I'm not going to, you know, don't eat. Fries with cheese and bacon and gravy. Don't eat fries with cheese and bacon and gravy. Don't eat fries with cheese and bacon and gravy. What's the first thing you want when you leave here today? Come on. <laughs> Did I plant the seed? Right? Because that's how our natural mind goes. We naturally go to what I don't want rather than let's focus on what I do want. I want Jesus Christ. I want the Holy Spirit. I want his help. I want, his, I want to submit to him. I want to be a man of God that has integrity and character. And I want to be a man of God that keeps my eyes where they belong. And remember, you don't... Huh. God knows where you live. Yeah. So I'm going to keep my eyes where I belong. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to focus on what I do have, not what I don't have. And I'm going to make good decisions based on that. I'm going to make good decisions based on the Spirit of God. Are you with me? See, when I focus on what the walking in the Spirit, I don't have time for the flesh. Right? If I say, wow, church, Sunday morning, I get to be there early and serve. Yeah. Oh, got to get home early on Saturday. 
I'm focused on what I don't have rather than what I do have. No, no, focus on what I do get. Focus your mind. Focus on the Spirit of God. Walk in the Spirit, and you won't have time to do those things here. This is what it is. See, being, life in the Spirit is not legalism, nor does it give you a license. Legalism is you have to earn the Spirit of God. If you don't put a doily on your head, and if your skirt doesn't come down so, so low, Spirit of God's not going to be on you. That's legalism. Those are rules. License says, I can have my hair whatever I want, and the skirt can go as short as I want. How many of you all know that both of those are wrong? Guys, help me here. Yeah. Am I right? See, one says you can earn it. You have to do it right, the rules, the rules, the rules. One says you can do whatever you want. I'm under grace. I can do whatever I want, however I want, whenever I want. God's just going to love me. Both of those are wrong. We have a spirit, we have the law of the spirit which governs us from the inside out wanting to do the right thing for God. So we gotta give up rules and we gotta give up I can do whatever I want and God wants to lead us from the inside out experiencing true transformation where I'm set apart from the world for God and he makes me holy and this is gonna be a blast. Yeah, let's go on here, verse 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Now this is me, my flesh. Here it is, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. See, and all of those things, that's a pretty extensive list. And unfortunately, most Christians go, well, I only got a few of the like kind of, like the more pleasant sins. No, they're all a result of the flesh. And so, yeah, but the fruit of the Spirit, verse 22, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such things there is no law, that those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Are you tracking me here? See, when I sow to the Spirit, what's the evidence that the Holy Spirit is leading our life? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, long-suffering. Yeah, that's one of them. Come on, yeah. Yeah, but see, we just gotta look at this, and I could use more of those in my life. How about you? Not, see, most of us want God to change our circumstances. We just don't want God to mess with us. Am I right? No, don't mess with me. Mess with that woman you gave me. Everybody else needs to change. No, am, am I right? Everybody else, it's everybody else's fault. Rather than saying, no, I want change. I want transformation. I want the Holy Spirit help. And so I need to learn to make choices. And I want to empower you today to make choices. You can choose the Spirit of God. He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. 
He began in you a spiritual work, and he wants to complete that spiritual work, which is us being transformed, being led by the Spirit of God with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and all the other stuff with it. How many of y'all, how many of y'all work somewhere or you live somewhere that they could use a little more love, joy, peace, patience, kindness? God's way to get it there is you. You're, you're God's way to get it there. You're it. This is, this is the incredible, outstanding work of the Holy Spirit. He transforms me and changes me. And the, and the power of God is inside of me, creating in me desires that I never thought I could have. Joyful desires. And, and joyful, it, 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 it's, good to, 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 it's good to suffer sometimes. Because I find God there. And it's good to be broken. Because in my brokenness I find healing. It's a Holy Spirit work inside of me. And when we every day say, God, I'm going to bring to you. And this is what I want you to do. Every day this week, I want you to present whatever it is you do that day. God, I'm going to present to you. I'm going to present to you my everyday ordinary life. My going to work, my going to the store, my serving my family, serving whoever. And I want, Holy Spirit, help me. I want your comfort. I want your direction. And watch what the Holy Spirit will do in your life. How many of y'all could use a little bit of that? Yeah, but I can make those choices here. They're all choices. And, and see, many of us, we want to be, we want to be judged according to our intentions rather than our actions. We judge everybody else according to their actions. But intentions aren't good enough. I want to be led by your spirit, God, and I can make good decisions. I, this isn't as good as it gets. God's at work in me. He's still working in and through me here every day of my life here. It's a lot more simple than we give it credit for. Remember, thoughts create feelings. Feelings create behavior. If my thoughts are not fixated on the word of God and with God in the spirit of God, then I'm going to have human reasoning that's leading my feelings, and then my behavior will follow feelings that do not line up with the word of God. Transformation is the process by which I am not going to be pulled in to this, this culture that's trying to pull me down and make me less than. I'm going to allow God to pull me up and watch what he will do. So, a Holy Spirit-led life. Ask the, whole, ask the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not an it. It's a person. It's a he. He's helping me. Yeah, ask him. Even in the midst of loneliness, in the midst of pain, in the midst of life isn't turning out the way you thought it would, Holy Spirit, I'm asking you, the person of the Holy Spirit, for help. And then I'm going to yield to the Holy Spirit power. I'm going to make choices. Holy Spirit, help me make good choices. Do you know the Holy Spirit can help you? 
No, no, I'm serious. We, most people in this room right now, most people watching online, we have, don't really believe the Holy Spirit's going to help us. Didn't Jesus say, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Holy Spirit be given? Come on. He wants to. He's longing for it to give you help. Okay. The result of a spirit-led life is freedom. Yeah, the purpose of the Holy Spirit, freedom. The purpose of the Holy Spirit releases my destiny. The purpose of the Holy Spirit releases me from my past and my history and my struggle and all the other stuff because I'm not going to be personality-led. I'm going to be Holy Spirit-led. How about you? So here's a couple verses for you. John 8, 36. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Yeah, now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom. Those are reversed, actually. Come on, there's freedom. I want you to focus on the word freedom. Freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom. No, you got to get a picture of freedom. I don't, I'm not ruled by my flesh anymore. I can be ruled by the Spirit of God above my past and my history, above all those things. Your past, where you grew up, how you grew up, does not have to affect your future. The Spirit of God has my future. Your financial picture right now does not have to be your financial picture this time next year. We got to ask the person of the Holy Spirit for help. We got to make good choices with the power of the Holy Spirit and then watch freedom come on your life. You Watch what happens when you don't have to, every time there's an offering in church, feel guilty. You have freedom to say, it's all God's, look what God's doing in my life. Let's joyfully give. I thought you were going to clap. I don't know. I kind of, I, I wrote pause for applause there on my notes. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, are you getting a picture of freedom? God has set me free. No, you don't understand. I've been told this past week all kinds of evil things about me. No, this is real life. This is real Pastor Rick time here. And I had to really submit to relationships that transform, real relationships that tell me truth. I had to have a renewed mind according to the word of God. Yeah, I got to do that. And then I have to go to the truth of God and allow his truth to change where my thoughts and my feelings and my behavior because I want my behavior to be honoring to God, not me. No, this is me right now. This is this is real and raw, probably too much than you wanted to know, because some of you are lost right now. Man, what did he do? Doesn't really matter. Person of the Holy Spirit, help me, power of God. So I want to read a couple more verses to you, and then we are going to pray for you. Romans 8, Romans 8, man, this is one of my favorite things here. It's talking about the flesh, and if you live by its what the flesh dictates, you're going to die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. And this is my verse here. This is my verse. Do you know that I quote this verse out loud a lot? 
No, no, I quote this verse out loud. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. And this world will not dictate to me how I think and how I feel. I will not look at my lack. I will look at what I do have in Christ Jesus. I am a child of God. Do you know I quote this out loud? Do you know I quoted this out loud over and over this week? I am a child of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God or or is a child of God. And the Spirit of God is working in me. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children and by which you cry out, Abba, Father. That means Daddy. You can take everything away from me, but you will never take away from me. My Father in heaven calls me his son and he is my Daddy. Abba, Father. Yeah. Yeah, I belong to him. And that trumps everything. That trumps my human reasoning. That trumps I don't have enough. That trumps I can't achieve. That trumps I'll never be able to please anybody or or, or God or anybody else. No, as many as are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. And I want to tell you, if you have been born again and Jesus Christ has come into your life as the forgiver of your past and the leader to your future, you're a child of God. And nobody can take that from you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of you. I mean, I'm expecting some of you to go to work tomorrow with a little bit of attitude. No, I'm serious. Like, I'm expecting you to say, yeah, I haven't arrived, but I'm being transformed. And the Holy Spirit's working on me. And this, this adoption thing, I um, just this past week, um, that's such a precious moment. Natalie and I, um, five kids, all, all grown, out of the house. Praise the Lord. And, um, and two of our kids were adopted. And we just, we celebrated adoption day this past week. It was 20 years ago they were adopted. 20 years ago. 20 years ago, they, got it, they were officially adopted. And so all the kids converged from other states and all over the place. And they all came and, they, and, 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 and we had dinner. We just talked about adoption day. When they got adopted, they got a new family, whole new set of values, whole new culture, a new name. But you know what else they got? <laughs> they got a new destiny. They got a destiny that they didn't have before. Not because Natalie and I are so great, it's because God's so great. It's because God's a God of redemption and God wants to redeem your stinking thinking place that you're at right now and wants to redeem it with his power and his spirit right now. And so the question I have for you first of all today, because we're not done with church yet, and we're just getting started is have you been adopted into the family of God? Has Jesus Christ been the, by by his sacrifice on the cross, has he forgiven you of your sin? Not the sins of the world put him on the cross, your sin put him there. Have you said, Jesus, forgive me of my sin? 
And have you surrendered the control of your life to Jesus and say, now I want to be a spirit-led follower of Jesus Christ. If you have done that, praise God. If you haven't, you came to the right place. Now, if you heard anything at all that's helpful to you today, anything at all that's helpful to you, just stand to your feet. If you got anything at all, you heard one thing that, wow, that was helpful. That really helped me. Say, don't, don't do a courtesy stand. Just only stand if it's real. So here we go. First of all, first of all, do you have an adoption day? Do you have a day, moment, a time, a season that Jesus Christ forgave you of your sin and you became a follower of Jesus? It's a really big deal. It's where you become new values, new culture, new name, new family. Look around, family. If you don't have that, I want to invite you to make today your day. I don't know where you've been. I don't know your past. Just like you don't know my kid's past, it doesn't matter. But if that's you today, I want to invite you into a relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ and only Him. The Holy Spirit does this work. This is not a work of Pastor Rick. This is a work of the Holy Spirit right now. So Holy Spirit, just come now. Holy Spirit, just come now and fill every person here. Fill all of us here right now with your leading, your guidance, and your direction by your word right now, right now, right now. Holy Spirit, come. Have your way. So if that's you right now and you don't have a day or a time, but you would like today to be your time, I just want you just to slip up your hand really high and I want to pray for you right now. Anybody in the house today, you say, I need a relationship with God the Father. Thank you. Thank you. Keep your hands up. Keep your hands I'm going to pray for you in just a second. Anybody else, keep your hands up. Just, hey, man, that's me. Anybody else here today? Anybody else here? Just keep your hand up because somebody's going to come up with you and they're just going to pray for you. They're going to pray for you. You don't have to say anything. Just receive that prayer. They want to just pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for those hands raised. And I thank you for a lot more people here that would like to raise, Lord God, but whatever issue they're not feeling it, God, just help them take their next step with you in Jesus' name. Amen. How many of y'all think that's pretty cool? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to leave, leave you hanging here, but this is what I want. We have teams of people that are, going to, that are prepared to pray for you. So if you're on a team that's prepared to pray, come forward right now. If you're, if you're a team that's praying, there's going to be, uh, I think, uh, two or three here, two or three here, and they're going to be over here. And they're going to pray for you. And they're going to pray for your Monday through Saturday, your, your, your everyday ordinary lives. You're eating, you're drinking, you're sleeping, you're going to work, going to school, going to the store, everyday life. And they're going to pray that you will be spirit-led people, that we will be. Now, if you're online, just, just hold on. Just hang tight with us here. Now, there's an invitation right now. What you do with that invitation is up to you. Many people in this room, you raised your hand and said, yeah, there's an area of my life that I'd like change in. Well, now's your chance to get out of your seats and begin making your way down the center aisles. Right now, just begin making your way. And then these people, these, these teams of people are gonna pray for you. And, 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 and no, no, I mean it, come on. Like, who cares who sees you? Come on. Like, yeah, just get in line. And I wanna just really challenge guys. Most guys in the room right now, I'm gonna speak to the men, just from the man to man. We don't like admitting that we need help, but I'm the first one to say, I need help. 
Last week at worship night, I went to every line that they had. I did. So come on, just begin to fill. If you need change in any area of your life that you would like Holy Spirit help in, come down and they're going to pray for you. No, I'm sorry. If you need help in any area of your life, financially, physically, weight, relationships, whatever it is, don't leave here today in the way you came in. Begin to flood the center aisle. Begin to flood. Begin to flood. Come on. Come on. Just begin to flood in Jesus' name. So God, just use this time right now to fill your people with your person, with your power and purpose. So we're going to sing a song. We're going to worship God. We're going to run to the Father. We're going to run to the Father together. You ready to run to the Father? So church isn't over yet. Stay with us just a couple minutes. And let's honor people that are looking for Holy Spirit help. Are you with me? Thanks for being so great. Thanks.